Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Conley gives it up to Clarkson. Wide open three from the right is perfect. Ingles bounces to Conley, far corner. Top to O'Neal. Chest it to Donovan. Catch and shoot three with Kawhi on him, and he hit it. Donovan works it, splits the double team, attacks inside, hands to Gobert, dunks! Beautiful catch by Rudy, came back inside for the dunk. Only right side three is good. The Jazz hit again from downtown, 116 to 99. The Jazz have, if this would have surpassed the most threes they've ever made in the game. There the highlights as the Jazz beat the Clippers in the last preseason game, 125-105. They shot 46% from beyond the arc as a team. Started slow, but ended up shooting 49.5% from the floor. Of course, there was preseason intensity mixed in PK, and that's an oxymoron right there. <laughs> it's oxymoron. Yes, huh? an oxymoron. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, man, if you're going to shoot like that, you're going to win a heck of a lot of ball games. I mean, this team has uh, the capability of shooting like that. Probably not consistently. I don't know that anybody does. But when and not if, but when, because they will do it. So I can't say if. When they do it, they're most likely going to win. I mean, their percentages of winning would go to about probably 80-90%. So two questions watching that unfold. Uh, How often can they do this? Because you're right. You know they're going to do it some of the time. And you know they're not going to do it all of the time. So how much are they going to do it? And the even bigger question, how often are they going to do it when things are going poorly and there's pressure? How often are they going to be able to, to change the flow within a game and get it going and win the game? Because if you can't do that, you're, you're setting yourself up. If you can do that, Now you're in the mix. We talk about being the three seed, being the two seed. How deep can you go in the playoffs? Can you win one series? Can you win two? Can you win more than that? All of that remaining to be seen because uh, there wasn't a lot of intensity there in the old third preseason game. The fourth quarter minutes were mostly for bench guys, deep bench guys. All right, Jazz are off now until Wednesday when they play the Portland Trailblazers in Oregon in the season opener. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So the Rockets have expanded their trade discussions on star James Harden to beyond his preferred destinations of Brooklyn and Philadelphia, according to reports. The Sixers have reportedly been willing to include Ben Simmons in trade packages for Harden, but no deal is imminent. Man, if you're Ben Simmons, you're feeling good now, but welcome to the NBA. What can I tell you? Your name's out there swinging in the wind. Yeah. Ben Simmons? I mean, there's been like thousands of guys way better than him who've been traded. If that's a problem, if he has a problem with that, then go get a job someplace else where you don't have to worry about that. I mean, he's been paid enormous amounts of money. I don't think you have to tell him anything. Uh, it's not like Philadelphia's going anywhere. Uh, so I, I don't know that I would be interested in acquiring Ben Simmons if I'm the Rockets, but uh, I have to look at what is the situation? Obviously, you're going to lose him, whether it's now or in two years from now. So uh, there's no sense of urgency today to make the trade, and you can continue to go on. You have time is on your side from the Rockets' standpoint. 
So see what the offers are. Uh, it's an interesting deal. Do with time being on your side, do offers increase or as time goes on, do offers decrease in terms of returnable talent? There's a chance in the short run that offers will increase. That other teams will get motivated and there'll be a bit of an auction. Uh, but to your point, that only goes on for a little while. I, I think it could work in their favor up to the trade deadline. Uh, but as you get into the final year, certainly the offers are going to decrease. Yeah, so time is on their side for a while, and then it'll start working against them. And for Simmons, well, it's like the, the deal for Simmons. I mean, it is part of the deal. You sign the contract, you know this can happen. But this is going to be a weird deal where, A, he knows they're floating his name out there. B, he's supposed to be all in as the season starts. This could is going to go on for days. It could go on for weeks. It could go on for months. And he's just kind of, yeah, be all in, but uh, you're out of here <laughs> very soon. And then if Harden gets traded somewhere else, it's like, oh, you didn't really want me here, but here I am. All right, awesome. But you're right, he's getting a ton of money and he signed the contract, so it's part of the deal, but it is part of the deal that is, uh, that is weird and sucks. It's a lame duck, an NBA lame duck. Who's a lame duck? Ben Simmons. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all a lame duck. This, this is professional sports. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't understand that line of thinking. If that's going to bother you, then, then don't do it. I mean, you're, you're there for yourself. To, to make as much money as you possibly can. Uh, this is a business here, man. This is it's not junior high sports. I, I, don't, I don't understand that line of thinking. You still want to be wanted by your employer. I mean, you're right. It is a business, and they all know that. The first that. and 15th, you're wanted twice a month. <laughs> man, Jerry Sloan wants to come back and punch you in the face. What are you talking about? Not for the first time, not for the last time. <laughs> Jerry would like to get me in a ring. <laughs> NBA is investigating allegations that the Clippers and team consultant Jerry West involved in the team's recruitment of Kawhi Leonard in free agency and crossed the line, broke a rule. Johnny Wilkes, a man who claims to be close to Leonard and best friends with Kawhi's uncle Dennis Robertson, filed a lawsuit in L.A. County Superior Court against Jerry West and the Clippers, alleging the team consultant owes him $2.5 million because of an oral agreement made for helping the Clippers sign Leonard. The team denies the allegation. So... Do we have proof out there? Can they just deny, deny, deny? Did nothing happen? And this is a shakedown? Is some tape going to surface at some point? Where is this going? Well, if a tape surfaces, then it's not an oral agreement. Right? NBA's G League is pushing forward to play a season uh, this year despite the challenges of COVID-19. The league has motivation to play. They've got that new Ignite team that features top NBA draft picks that's entering its first year of play. The league-run team doesn't want that to flop. This is a place that uh, players can go and work on improving instead of going to college for that year until they finally change the uh, draft and let 18-year-olds get drafted again. Who's going to be on this team? Uh, There are a bunch of prospects that were named as they came out. Uh, Honestly, I have to look them up. I don't have them off the top of my head. And the Coach's Challenge is here to stay. The league's competition committee approved the challenge. Keeping the challenge is an option for coaches going forward. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. It seemed like that was a minimal interruption. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. 
Southern Utah beat Dixie State 8578 last night, and now big schedule of action for the local teams tonight. The feature game, BYU on the road against 18th-ranked San Diego State. Cougars are 6-2. The Aztecs are off to a 5-0 start. They have played four of the five at home. They are undefeated. That game's 3 o'clock this afternoon on the CBS Sports Network. It's a good test for the Cougars right here, PK. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love the timing of it, too. Give me something to do starting at 3 o'clock. So it's an excellent test. BYU is at San Diego State while the Utes are at home facing Idaho. They're at the Huntsman Center tonight, 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. Idaho is 0-4. This not is not an excellent test. Not, not a test. Not much of a test here. <laughs> this is a glorified scrimmage, and the youth should win comfortably. Tune-up game, DJ. Tune-up game. Yes, good, good expression. Well, this is a tune-up game. I do think that for, for Utah, it's about us getting out on the floor as much as you can. So, yeah, Idaho obviously isn't going to show us anything. We're not concerned about that. But for the youths, from the youth's perspective, it's playing games. I mean, they've only played four of them and they need to get out on the floor as much as possible. And that, that, that's the big thing for Utah is just to get out on the floor. Utes are favored by 22 points in this game, so you should roll. Weber State is on the road tonight at Portland State. Uh, that game's at 8 o'clock tonight. That's a big sky game. Uh, yes, it is. Utah State has a big sky opponent on short notice. They are playing Northern Colorado. Scotty G will have the call pregame at 6.30 on the zone. Game tips off at 7 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Over to pass. Takes a shot. Has a man. Caught. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Chargers. Tyron Johnson. And the shotgun. Herbert holds. Hunter Henry dives to the end zone. Touchdown. Chargers. Herbert to Henry as he hauls it in for the score. Herbert under center. Snap, sneak, dives, waiting for the signal. Touchdown, Chargers! Chargers in overtime beat the Raiders, who have now lost four out of five that win they had over the Jets. That was the uh, one exception there. They are really uh, struggling here. The Raiders now down to 7-7, seven and seven, probably not going to the playoffs here. That's pretty much wrapped up. Raiders coach uh, John Gruden, the fashion faux pas, came out wearing the wrong cap, an Oakland Raiders cap. They got to switch to Las Vegas Raiders, and social media went nuts. And then hardcore fans went nuts when Derek Carr pulled up lame. So he had a groin injury there. He was sprinting for the corner of the end zone, and he knew there was a problem right away. Flinging the ball out of bounds, flipping the ball out of bounds, and hopping on one leg. Well, it's unfortunate for Derek Carr. Yeah, obviously it was a groin injury. Uh, as we were watching that, you could tell that immediately. But that's not what lost in the game because I thought Mariota came in and played well. And Gruden allowing Mariota to do what he does best, and that's run the football. You know, going back to his Oregon days, we saw that. And so I don't, I don't recall what he was doing as much as Tennessee now. It's kind of a blur. But uh, I thought he looked okay, especially running the ball. But Justin Herbert, man, just looks like he is going to be a big, big-time quarterback. The, the Chargers have just got to be just excited beyond belief about this kid. I mean, as a rookie to come in and look as good as he's done, and they don't have the great record, but even in a lot of defeats, he's looked good. And certainly last night in victory, he looked great. Flinging the ball all over the field and not just doing it from the pocket. Rolling out, buying time, and even Troy Aikman was talking about, man, when you're 6'6", you don't usually move that well. And he looks good. That one play when he got all the way to the sideline and then zipped it back to the numbers, he just he put so much heat on that ball. And that, that could be a dangerous throw, but 
completed it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you see that. When you're watching it on television, you can't see what's ahead, right? You can just see him running and then throwing the proverbial don't throw across your body. And you have to watch the flight of the ball, so you can't see what he sees. When you're in the booth, in the press box, you have a much better uh, opportunity to see the whole field, but not on television. And I'm wondering, man, what's he doing? But sure enough, he just drilled it. And I go back to that time where he came in as a freshman and beat the Utes. I happened to be standing right on that side of the field, right in that corner, when Darren Carrington, of all people, who ended up playing for Utah, caught that game-winning pass to where basically his heel was above the out-of-bounds line, and his other foot was down. It was by an inch or so, but that pass was just beautifully thrown, and he was just a freshman. It wasn't a good team. I think they had at the time they only had three or four wins, and watching him develop has really been a lot of fun, and here he is at the NFL level and just kicking butt. Plus, we, we've had him on our show twice because he came down uh, for both uh, seasons when he was uh, after being a starter to uh, the Pac-12 media day, and that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, that throw he he threw to beat the Utes there, that was so perfect the way he dropped it in. And actually, just when you said that, it made me think think of the first touchdown pass Mariota threw to Waller. That was pretty good coverage and a perfectly thrown ball. If, if Mariota is going to be that precise, uh, he's going to be a starter in the NFL again. I mean, but that's, it's that's Mariota, clear. not Mariota. 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 Now the Bills and the Broncos take center stage. You ready? Saturday doubleheader. We got a lot of college football championship games, but the NFL thing in this game this weekend is usually wide open. Plug their games in here, so now we're going to have college and pro football Saturday. Bills and the Broncos at 2.30, Panthers and the Packers at 6.15. Both those games on the NFL Network only. Well, I got the NFL Network only, so I'm okay. The Bills looking good coming down the stretch. Picking up steam. Getting ready to mash people in the postseason. I would expect them to roll. Packers have their eye on the Saints. Packers need to beat the Panthers. Of course, they're favored to do that. And the Saints have the Chiefs at home. Second game of the CBS doubleheader. So, big game there for Taysom Hill. Well, that's a premier game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've, they've cleared out. There's no other games on CBS. And so what, what time is that game on? That, that'll be the 225 game on uh, CBS. Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, the morning game is Cowboys-Niners. Yeah. Sunday night football is the Browns and the Giants. And that sounded terrible not that long ago, but now the Browns are actually 9-4 and four and looking pretty good. And the Giants is actually, they've got a pulse here. They're, they're trailing in the NFC East, but they've got a chance. And, you know, for so long it looked like the NFC East would have a team with a losing record winning it and going to the playoffs, but Washington's ripped off four straight wins, so we may end up with an 8-8 eight eight champ, and the Giants can get there if they win out. So Go Giants. Yeah, my see. childhood, except I didn't root for them in my childhood, but nevertheless. <laughs> Claim it now. The G-Men. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a really good player, and uh, he's not been able to to get uh, get on the field this year. And uh, he comes back, it'll make them a better offense, no doubt about it. Because he's he's a guy that can do a lot of things. He, he runs the ball effectively, catches the ball out of the backfield. He's a complete back. So if they have him available, that makes them that much more dangerous. That's Kyle Whittingham talking about Max Borgie for Washington State, eleven thirty Saturday morning. 
The Utes playing their last regular season game, and they are still 10.5-point favorites in this one. Uh, Wazoo, you know, their problem has been defense. They have given up a lot of points, a lot of yards, both rushing and passing. A couple games this year, they've only, they've only played three games, and against Oregon and Oregon State, they gave up 300 yards passing, and there was a 100-yard back for the other team, too. That's, that's the daily disastrous double there, the disastrous daily double, whatever it is. It's bad, PK. Very bad. Yeah. I mean, their season has been shattered. So I'd expect Utah to win. I think Washington State has already said even if they win, they're not going to bowl. I think they have. I know the Bruins came out yesterday. And so we got several teams. So that's where that that is headed as far as this is going to be it. And if those teams want to do that, I get it. I don't see where Washington State has a lot of incentive in this game. Uh, so I would expect the Utes to continue where they've been. They've won two in a row finish it off three in a row and then decide if they want a bowl. If they don't, so be it. If they do, great. I'll watch it. Ute pregame show starts at 10.30 tomorrow morning here on the Zone Sports Network. And then after the game, Kyle will talk to the players and see if they want to go bowling. He said earlier in the week it'll be up to them to, to make that call after the Washington State game, assuming they beat the Cougars. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Our postseason is is as bad as there is. And we have got to figure out a system that opens up opportunities. The season ends January 12th. I can already tell you, 2021, Ohio State's coming out of the Big Ten. Clemson's coming out of the ACC. Alabama's coming out of the SEC. In 2021, I can tell you 2023. Ohio State's coming out of the Big Ten. <laughs> Clemson's coming out of the ACC. Alabama's coming out. It's like, who's the fourth team? If that's where we are, is that is that right? Is that healthy for the sport? Uh, the obvious answer there would be no. That's really? Kirk Herbstreet talking about college football's postseason is bad. I don't think that's the worst part. It's not a good part, but the worst part is, okay, for the fourth bid, the field is tilted towards another handful of teams, mostly the SEC teams. And you can be undefeated or a one-loss team, but the, these two-loss teams are going to be in front of you because they're them and you're you. Okay, so that's just one game we're talking about because then the following game we're going to get to these very same teams that he's mentioning. Mm-hmm. So we're going to add one game and that's going to fix everything? I think that there have been enough problems in college football for a while that the phrase fix everything, <laughs> I would just settle for, can you do anything to make this better? Really, you think there have been enough problems? The sport has never been healthier. And there's enough problems? Yes. It's not good that you can write before a championship game or before a series of games in a title run. They're not getting in. When there's literally nothing you can do to get in, I think in the long run that'll sour people. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just, maybe the controversy will just drive it. But you wrote that and everybody was mad at you and you were right. And it turned out you were right. How long is the long run? I mean, it's been pretty long as it is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't say it's going to be 2022 is going to be the year's a problem. But it, it, you're the king of saying you like to sit down and see competition. Yeah. And here's competition getting eliminated. No, I see. I don't think it is though. I think it is for that. But I think for the rest of us, there's other goals we're trying to achieve. Yes, and I think that's true. And so it's not realistic 
as a Sun Devil fan, I want to win the Pac-12 and go to the Rose Bowl. The other stuff is your party, and you get to invite who you want. And the Sun Devils and the Utes and so forth, they're not going to just go overboard and spend untold, unlimited amounts of money to win. These other programs are, so they're going to. So they get a week or two to themselves. Okay. But that doesn't detract me from watching my, what I'm interested in. Because I also think it's regionally and parochial, parochial too. And that's why I've been a Pac-10, 12 fan my whole adult life. And that's what excites me. Who wins the conference? And this other stuff here, I sort of separate. All right, yeah, I get it. You guys got... You're paying for what you get here, and you get it. And the rest of us, especially on the West, we don't have that. Man, this is just our ultimate. This this determines our quality of life, literally, <laughs> as it is for some people over there. So I can live with that. You know, to me, I have it in perspective in that way, and I can still have fun with it. I mean, the Utes now, they're just spending millions to renovate the south end zone. And you tell me it has a lot of problems? Yeah, it because really I think that way. Stanford spent millions to renovate their stadium, and it looks like there's 12,000 people rattling around. I think but that's people Stanford. worry about that. They've got other priorities. They, they, you, they've, when they had the, if they wouldn't have rented, renovated it, they would still have 12,000 people rattling around. They played in the conference championship game at home, and it didn't sell out. So what, what does that's just Stanford? That's okay. never going to change. Okay, but UCLA had fifteen thousand people rattling around. Because they suck. Looked like a bad San Diego State crowd. Because they suck. But they've but sucked. I've been other in times. the I've been in the Rose Bowl when they've had a hundred thousand people play when they were there when they were good. That's not news. If you suck, people aren't going to show up. Isn't that what they said on Field of Dreams? If you suck, they won't come. That was a different version. That was a knockoff version. Kevin Costner wasn't in that, and we'll talk about <laughs> that, that later. That's the B-side. <laughs> Which I always thought Danny they DeVito should do that. Danny DeVito in the Kevin Costner role. Hey, if you suck, they won't come. It's funny. You're in the great blades of grass over there. Down at the Y the other day, I took Danny DeVito to the hole, by the way. Nice. I, mean, I saw him. I knew you and would. And I posted up on him. He was 5'5". Five five. Oh, he is not. He's 5'2". I always thought that the movies, they should do that. Could you imagine if they made, hey, why we got you all together, we'll just film an alternate ending to The Godfather? It would live on forever. It already is. But then they would make even more money. So, yes, you're on to something. College football tomorrow. Wake up early, 10 a.m. before the Utes kick off Northwestern and Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. That's on Fox at 10 a.m. Uh, Oklahoma, Iowa State in the Big 12 title game at 10 a.m. on ABC. Clemson and Notre Dame at 2 o'clock. So, Utes will be, where will the Utes be? They'll almost be done. That'll be fourth yeah, quarter of the Ute game by then, by the time yeah. that thing kicks off. Yep. Undefeated San Jose State facing Boise State in the Mountain West Conference title game. That's on Fox at 2.15. Bama and Florida in the SEC title game at 6 o'clock. Tulsa faces Cincinnati in the American uh, championship game, 6 o'clock on ABC. And, of course, the U, the uh, the Pac-12 championship, USC and Oregon. That game's tonight on Fox at 6 o'clock. You got SC in this one? Has Oregon's uh, defense been a little too porous? If Oregon State moved through these guys, the USC wide receivers are going to run wild, right? That's why I never understood all the talk about Oregon. They lost big-time NFL talent that opted out. This is no fault against Oregon. They opted out. SC trying to get to 6-0 tonight. They canceled 
The Sun Belt title game. Louisiana is not going to play Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina has a COVID outbreak. So, Hawaii needs a new stadium. They announced that Aloha Stadium. Uh, they're closing that thing down. It's been rusting, and they're just shutting the, they're, they're shutting the thing down. So what the team is going to do for a couple years, don't know. They're building a 35,000-seat stadium scheduled to open in 2023. They're supposed to be averaging 15,000. I think they'll just get a waiver, I guess, PK. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, nobody averaged 15,000 this year, so yeah. we're all going to waiver. Uh, I think they go to Carson and play in the soccer stadium. <laughs> Everybody else seems to. What about Vegas? New Mexico ought to be moving out, right? Hey, Sam Boyd. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That is what is trending this morning. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Lincoln Kennedy joins us next. Raider analyst the morning after the game. And we'll talk with him about the Pac-12 title game as well. Lincoln Kennedy coming up next. David Locke at 8 o'clock to talk jazz. Blake Anderson, the Aggies' new football coach at 9 o'clock.